Nobody joins in with me on jazz oh, hands. Oh, I do too. You okay, there you go. Second. Okay, there you go. Jazz hands. <laughs> Welcome back to the channel. I'm Heck Strange. We're live from the Big Daddy Gun Studio. Today, we're talking, what's the point of cleaning my guns? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's the topic. Because oh. I'm, not, I'm not about it too much, really. Yeah, oh. so I figured it'd be a good time to. Put, Chris is like, "What? What the hell?" <laughs> so I figured it'd be a good time to talk about what's the point of cleaning our guns when we have the president of France, CLP. <laughs> what's up, Chris? Chris Bartagone. <laughs> I, I figured we'll bring Chris on, and we'll talk about what's the point of cleaning our guns while Chris is here. So, Walter. You, I clean my guns. Come on. Yeah, Walter, you you met Chris. I don't know if you remember. You met Chris at was, the at the NFA review shoot. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was it was hot that day. It was a hectic time. We had we had tents flying around. There were things being dropped from the sky. It was right. a hectic yeah. time. <laughs> I think you also met Babyface there, Chris. Sure did. Um, sure did. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if Babyface remembers this because he had an incident on the way home. Uh, I, I blocked that whole day out of my memory. He, he might have lost some brain cells. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> if you want to know, we have a video up right now about it, which I I nicknamed this video "When Pigs Fly." <laughs> so you guys, so you guys can go look for the video and you'll see what I'm talking about. So, um, Chris. Yes. Thanks for coming on the show. Did I get your name right, uh, Bartagone? You did. You nailed it. Okay. So that's because you trained me before we started. So we didn't have to tell you that. You could have yeah. <laughs> So you know what? You're here. You're from Rand CLP. So I think let's uh, let's start with uh, what's the origin of Rand CLP? How'd you guys um, how'd you guys get going here? <clears throat> so. The product itself has been around since 2012. Um, we, it was designed for firearms. Um, back in 2012, the company was uh, under a different kind of uh, different leadership group. Uh, and um, 2012 is when it was created. 2013 is when we started getting involved with the firearms industry. It's when the first year we ended up at SHOT Show, we were walking around. Um, if those of you are familiar with the product, you'll see that it's branded with VTAC all over the place, Viking Tactics. Um, right. You know, we knew that we had a great product, but we were a product in a sea of firearm product. Yeah, firearm with, a, with a whole bunch of, yeah. Cause exactly. everybody and their mama makes a lubricant now. Of course, yeah. Liberal tears, uh, snake venom. Yeah, whatever. you know, I gotta talk about, and plus I forgot this. I forgot Coconut oil. Mention, yeah, plus I forgot <laughs> to mention, the reason why we're giving Chris such a hard time is because Rand CLP does sponsor the Hank Strange situation. <laughs> Up until today, like maybe tomorrow, no. They won't <laughs> you never know, you never know. <laughs> tomorrow, that, of- like that's it, Hank, you're out. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, we came on, but yes, so everyone is making something and you guys were kind of like... So we so we knew we had something just because of the testing that we had done uh, at the time. So we went to SHOT Show, we're walking around, and this was pre-me, so I wasn't there. But the story goes, um, right. walking around SHOT Show, one of the guys this- there... Go ahead. I'm sorry, can we mention Mike? Oh yeah, but it wasn't Mike either. Oh, so it wasn't this Mike, was, okay. This was pre-all of us. Um, oh, okay. So uh, two of the guys were walking around. They noticed that Kyle Lamb was walking, and one of the guys says, that's who you need to get the product in front of. Mm. Have him take a look at it. 
So we so, approach Kyle. So for guys, for, for people who don't know who Carl Lamb is, can you just hit us up with that real quick? I would I would smack somebody if that's the case. <laughs> so the way it was explained to me, because I'll be honest with you, and if he's watching this, sorry, dude. But when he was explaining to me, I was like, who's Kyle Lamb? They're like, oh, he's the Derek Jeter of this industry. So Kyle Lamb is um, former Special Forces, uh, retired uh, Delta Force operator who was in uh, Somalia, um, you know, he's a pretty big, pretty big deal in the, in the military um, special forces community. Uh, he was in, he was there for Black Hawk Down, that whole incident. Uh, right. Once he retired from the military, he went on to create his company, Viking Tactics. Right. Um, and, and, and he's very serious, right? He's not like, you know, there are some people who just would just jump out there and endorse anything. He's not one of those dudes. No, he's definitely not one of those dudes. Salt of the earth dude, as well. Like just pure great guy. Um, <clears throat> and so we approached him and, you know, he was like, oh man, like he didn't want to do it. He was like, all right, I'll give these guys a, a you know, a price tag or a price sticker that they're just going to say, forget yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So he gave us the price to consult and test our product thinking that he was going to, we were going to say no. And no, we didn't. We like, yep, sure you go write the check. And he was like, crap. All right. Well, I'll make this product fail in two weeks because I know how to make it fail and then I'll be done with it. Mm-hmm. Two months later, we have no communication back from Kyle. So he reaches, we reach out to him and we're like, hey, you know, we kind of need to get some answers here. And he's like, there's a problem. And so at the time they were like, well, what's the problem? He's like, I can't get the product to fail. I need more time. <laughs> so, so we're, you know, the companies that they're like jumping for joy going on. This is awesome. He took it overseas. He had some training to do in Poland. He was like, they were sticking in banks of snow, leaving overnight. And right. they couldn't get this stuff to fail. So from then on, uh, from that point on, he kind of hooked us up with another company that he does some work with, seeing if they were interested in kind of uh, branding it their lube. Uh, It didn't work out. So at that point, he kind of said, all right, well, we'll go in with you and we'll partner with you on it. So that's how the partnership was born with Kyle Lamb from Viking Tactics. Field tested, approved it. Yeah. I mean, Kyle uses it in his beard, I've heard tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started that one last week. But yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, it's been a great partnership. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, and he'll probably, he'll, he'll agree with me. Uh, we've probably underused him as a spokesman for us. You know, we, we haven't done a whole heck of a lot. Um, but that, you know, that was 2013 and, and kind of ran, just kind of chugged along. And we had our flagship product, Ram CLP out there, uh, 2014, you know, and we were in Cabela's and we had dis- uh, distribution network and we had a dealer network going, um, at the time we had, we had worked with some, um, sponsored shooters out there. Uh, we were working with Julie Golub at the time, Anthony Cruz, Matt Holmes, you know, and, and we were just, the, the product was out there. Right. Um, and uh, 2014, we launched the um, the Ranborn Bolt. Um, Kyle was inter- uh, it was an important part of that. I mean, he obviously he actually gave the name Born Bolt. We were just going to call it Rand Bolt, um, and he he's like, nah, it sounds better this way. So we launched that in 2014. Then um, towards the end of 2014, the, uh, the upper echelon of the company decided that. Um, going after the military was the way to go. They said, we don't, you know, we don't really need to go after retail anymore. 
just focus on getting the product into the military and they will buy 55 gallon drums every hour (laughs) and everybody will swim in money. Yes, this is like my (laughs) least favorite words to hear from any firearms manufacturer or accessories maker. Let's go after the military. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. that 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 didn't really work out. So um, that was probably for about a year. They focused on that. It really didn't pay off. So at the end yeah. of 2015, um, they, you know, they started building that infrastructure back to, to continue on the path that we were once on as far as dealers and distribution. Um, and that's where we've been for the past year and a half. Uh, I had always, I had, I was gone probably right around that time when they decided to make that transition. I had been recruited and I went to work for a company called Dewey Rods and, uh, was a great opportunity for me because I was able to bring Rand in and partner up with, uh, with Dewey rods. And now, you know, you gotta get some precision firearms, cleaning accessories partnered with the best lube out in the market. It was a no brainer. Yeah. Um, but I'd always been involved even since then I did some consulting work for him and still helped him out. And then uh, I had the opportunity to, to come back in uh, this year and take over and make sure that we were on the right path to, to grow. Okay. Absolutely. So, so very cool. So there's a couple of things I want to unpack here. There's a lot of cool, there's a lot of things in there. Now you've, you've been in, you've been in, in the firearms industry for a while. Let, let's go back to the going after the military. Like how do people keep falling into that trap, man? What, what's the deal? Uh, I don't know. Why is that so, why is that so sweet and delicious looking from afar? And I'll, and and I'll tell you, and and I even looked down that road when I ended up at Dewey Rods. So, and I'll, and and I'll tell you why. So Mm -hmm. if you look at it from Rand's point of view, the product that the military is using for their CLP, because if you mention CLP, and anybody has any military experience, they say, oh, yeah, I've used it forever. And it's good for us because they think that we're talking about our product. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, yeah, I've used that forever. Okay, no, th- that's an old ant- – sorry about that. That's okay. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's an old antiquated formula, right? So it's it's been around since the dawn of time. It's toxic. It smells. It, you know, Don't get it – on your clothes, it melts through like the acid from aliens. And then, you know, so it's just, a, it's just, a, it's an old product. And so there's new technology out there. And our product is, a, you know, it's a non-toxic firearm lubricant oh. built on a nanoparticle platform. So it's got some new technology. So okay. we figure, well, you know, we can help the army along here by coming up with a newer product, new technology. It'll, It'll be better for them. But, you know, that's a huge lift. Same thing, Dewey Rods. I mean, you know, there's been a, there's a company out there that's had the contract for those, the kits that they're given. Every soldier is given this, this cleaning kit. And I said, okay, well, you know what? That kit, all I hear is that it sucks and there yeah. should be something better. So you hear, you, that from, you hear that from everyone, but they'll, they'll never do anything about it. Nope. Nope. Well, and, yeah. At the end yeah, of the I mean, day, it comes down to who you know and how much money you can yeah. use. Yeah. How many hookers can you get on your yacht? <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting off quick here. <laughs> so that I, you know, and I can't, a formula. I, can't, I, can't, I can't speak for all of the companies, but I can speak <laughs> for the one that I worked for and then the one that I went to work for. And I tried to take that road again. Um, yeah. 
Now I'm sure I'm, I'm I'm sure that people will want to know like, hey, what's the difference here? The reason why I wanted to bring uh, Walter from Safety Harbor and then Babyface on is because when we met you guys, it was kind of the same thing, you know, where um, I, I actually found out about this through Mike, and um, you know, and he was like, hey, you got to try this stuff. And people, man, every time I go to any kind of gun show. Somebody puts tries to put lube in my hands, and it's not it's not as good a thing as you think it would be. No, no, and you're right because we come back to that point that we made before, right? That there's a yeah. new firearm lubricant coming out. So, you know, it's funny. So that year and a few months that we were kind of under the radar, certain companies that they, they didn't make it. So when 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 we started, our main competitors like we were we were up against Frog Lube, right? Mm-hmm. We were up against Italian Gun Grease. We were up against Fire Clean, Slip 2000, um, you know, a lot of these other ones. Frog Loop is still there. And, you know, the, the, the folks over at Frog Loop, I mean, they're, they're friends. I got to know yeah. them. And, and some well. of these things, I mean, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with them. There's there's lots no. of different options here. There, oh, there's a, there's a yeah. bunch of different options. And somebody right. once told me, you're not, there's enough room for everybody in this industry. The only time you compete is when you're going after a government contract. And with that being said, you know, so you look at where some of those, so Italian gun grease, they're out of business. Um, you know, fire clean has had their fair share of people, you know, saying it's whatever and this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, and then you've had some new companies emerge and you've had your, you know, your liberal tears that smells like bacon and you have some other Mm -hmm. new stuff coming out. And I guarantee you by shot show, there'll be another firearm lubricant that will come out. Well, and then the big problem with this, I mean, um, and, and I see, you know, living here in the South and having a lot of friends that their names start with Bubba something, you know, like um, one of my good friends, his name is Bubba Roadkill and, you know, oh, Bubba this thing, and that thing, they're like, yeah, I just use, you know, motor oil. Oh, God. So, so that just you know, there's, there's lots of different, there's lots of different things here. You know, I think in the case of uh, Fire Clean and maybe even Frog Loop, not putting any words in your mouth, but there was some things out there that are just stuff that you could already find that people feel like, hey, this is stuff that's already out there and it's repackaged. So it's, you know, this kind of this kind of like, uh, I hate to say it, but snake oil thing going on. And I know for us, we were worried about that. I think what what because and I don't want to just, you know, go with something because people are like, hey, you know, here's our thing. And so for me, I really took I took uh, a lot of time to like test this out. I know uh, people came, Mike came and uh, and spoke to us and Tim, all, you know, different guys from the company came through and spoke to us about things and showed us how to use it. And then we, we've been for a long time using it, actually, you know, applying these things to, to different things that we do. We've been using it on suppressors, guns, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I just wanted to cover it's It's hard to show people that we've been trying to do it over like the last six months. I think, or, or longer here, but you know, how is this different? So, and again, I, you know, we've never been, um, we've never been the company to sit there and, and talk bad about another company to make ours look good. What I can tell you about Ram CLP is that our product is made from base ingredients. Okay. It's like if you were baking a cake in the kitchen, you grab all the ingredients and you make a cake. It, ours is made from raw materials. That's why we're able to come up with the pricing that we can. And that's why we're able to have this product. It was built for firearms. Um, Some stuff out there is just bought. 
put it in another bottle, relabeled, and called something else, and then called the product, and it goes out for sale. Again, not you know that's not what we do. That's not what we're about. Um, you brought up motor oil, so let me just kind of uh, touch on that. You know, I go out there and um, I've done this demo time and time again, and it comes up as the uh, why the beard looks so good. Uh, I've eaten this stuff. I'll sit there at the end of a spiel and I'll pour it right in my mouth and eat it. And uh, it, and it while well, people are like, oh gosh, you know, that's crazy. It, it's to portray that you know you, when you put it on a firearm and you and that stuff burns off, you get blowback in your face, and it's to show you that it's non-toxic, right? Well. Motor oil is carcinogens, and having motor oil on your firearm, while it will lube the firearm, you don't want to breathe any more carcinogens yeah. in. I think some people might ask the question like, hey, I don't want to be able to eat the this thing because, you know, it's going on a gun and I want it to – to do to do some kind of job but yes the the point if you know if you shoot guns you've got stuff blowing back at you you're inhaling it you know right etc right right so, so you know so so that's kind of that part of it because i know you brought up motor oil but you know as far as other products out there and what's going to come up next there's always going to be something that comes up next i mean our product is built on a nanoparticle platform um, nobody else out there is infused nanoparticles and that's a proprietary process, but you know, it takes our, our CLP and it makes it a penetrating cleaner, not just a surface cleaner. Those nanoparticles, metal is very porous on a microscopic level. So mm-hmm. if you picture like the Grand Canyon, you know, uh, the, the, the nanoparticles get into the pores of that metal and that pulls out carbon that you weren't getting before. And then once it heats up, it forms a bond with the metal and it creates a shield. So you're not penetrate carbon's not penetrating deep into the pores. Bottom line is it makes you clean less, shoot more. In okay. the day, that's that's what we want. Right. So now just to go back to something that you said there, so motor oil is like carcinogenic, you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay. So for folks out there using motor oil, that's not a good idea. Yeah, you don't want yeah, you don't want to use motor right. oil. I mean, you know, it it's just not something that yeah. granted again, if you just want to lube it and, and have something just sitting there lubed great. But if you want to operate the firearm, we have enough, like you said, you know, you, you, you the ammo that you're using, there's, there's lead, maybe using lead free projectiles, you know, maybe using completely lead free ammo, but at the end of the day, probably not. There's still a little bit of lead in that primer. And that's, that's what stays there in your face. The projectile goes down range. So you're, you got lead there. You don't need to add more. <laughs> yeah. You know. So let's go, let's go back to the premise of the show. I mean, you know, what is the point of of cleaning our guns? You know, you got some old school guys. We've got Walter here who represents oh, stop, the old school. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> some old school dudes like Walter. Walter, do you okay? Do you clean your guns? Answer like tell tell us truthfully here. Yeah. How often are you cleaning stuff? Well, you know, you can be you can be anal retentive cleaner too, where you don't you clean things just because you think it needs. <laughs> Look, if I'm shooting non-corrosive ammo and I get back from the range, and I'm in a hurry to do something, I don't stop the world and clean guns. Sorry, I don't do it. If I'm shooting old school uh, corrosive ammo, then I'll make a or black powder stuff like that. I'll stop what I'm doing and at least run a pass through the bore and give it a quick hosing down. Um, but I. I there are times when I, I pull it out and yeah, it's dirty, you know. It's, but it's not dirty where it's not going to function. Not like that. I mean, nothing like that, you know. So, right. Okay. I mean, it takes it takes a lot of shooting to make it 
well, except for an AR-15. It makes a, <laughs> makes a lot of shooting to make it non-functioning. You know, it's, um, but if I have something I can hose it down with and wipe it off real quick, I, I'm better. You know, I'm, I'm good. So. Right. Well, yeah. you know, there's a, and again, a lot of stuff is just passed on. I mean, you know, an AR will run dirty or it'll run dry, but it won't ride drun, dry, won't run dry and, and dirty. dirty. No, it won't. Um, so, you know, there, there's been times when it's dirty, you add some lube to it and you get it runs. Gun back up. Right. Um, so, you know, Walter made a good point. Uh, I mean, it, you know, if I go shooting on a Monday, Am I going to go crazy and go cleaning if I know that I'm shooting on a Wednesday? No, I'm going to put a little bit more rand on it, keep it yeah. wet, and keep it, and just get back on the range. Lube it up and yeah, lube it up and, and go. But if I know that something's I'm done shooting that, I'm not going to shoot that one for a while. Then I'll you know I'll give it that full clean. Yeah. Um, but to, I guess to answer your question of why you know why do you, should you clean your guns? I mean, and, you know, at the end oh, of the day, just plain old corrosion. You know, if you leave it. If anything's worth anything and it starts rusting externally, then it's going to lose value. So right, and right, and we have one of the best corrosion inhibitors in the, on the market. Um, you know, the, this thing we we have passed the uh, the one hundred hour salt spray test, which is a military test. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a crazy question. Look, I know that I usually start cleaning when, when things get into trouble. Now, when I first got into guns, I did that thing. Like every time I shot it, I was cleaning it because I was all crazy. <laughs> you know, then the more gut, but that's, that's fine when you have one gun. Right. You yeah, know? When I come up to your place and I bring 20 guns and then I you know spend half the day cleaning guns when I get back, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That isn't. So that isn't fun. And then I think there's people out there, you know, we've got new technology going into guns. You got a lot of polymer, lots of different metals and coatings and things like that. So, I mean, do you really you don't really have to clean all the time. Right. You don't have to clean every time you use the gun. No, no. Uh, you know, it, no, it really it depends on how dirty the firearm is. I mean, if you go and you, and you go to the range and you shoot 50 rounds, you shoot 100 rounds. Do you need to clean it? No, you don't need to clean it. But you know, if you're going out or if you're going out there to, to zero something in, you're taking five shots. No, yeah. don't recommend it. But so now here's a question. When you first get something. So let's say you buy a Glock or whatever, you know, whatever gun it is you, you buy, you're into SIGs, whatever, Smith & Wesson. You buy something. When you first get it, should you clean it, take off whatever is there and then treat it with whatever you believe in, trust or use? Yeah, I, I would definitely do that. Um, I, you know, I picked up a P320 recently and um, the, the, you know, they, they ship from SIG with white lithium grease on the takedown lever. And, you know, maybe it's because I have delicate little fingers or, you know, I'm just a little delicate <laughs> here, but I couldn't get that takedown lever without using the end of the mag to turn. So mm -hmm. I popped it out. I took the board, the the, uh, the Ramborn bolt. I sprayed it down, cleaned off all the white lithium grease, and then you know I put the hog grease on it, and the thing just glides now. So you know, freeze up. So yeah, I would definitely recommend you know if you're gonna if you're gonna get a new gun and you're gonna give this Rand product a try, then strip it down with the Born bolt. Treat it up with the Ram CLP or hog grease, whichever one you prefer, and and run it that way. Yeah. So now I just want to turn to Babyface because Babyface is like our resident. I'm going to say whatever the hell comes to mind, <laughs> right? So, so Patrick, you know, um, you were there when we started messing around with this stuff. What was your experience? What did you think about it? And what did you deal with before? What did you use before? 
So, so when, uh, when we got all of the, the Rand stuff in, I think that was right after everything went down with fire clean and all that, where everybody's like, Oh, it's just coconut oil. So I'm of the internet generation where I'm skeptical of anything. Anytime anybody tells me anything, I'm totally skeptical. Like I don't believe anything ever. Um, so I was like, you know, we got all the products in, all the stuff in. And I was, I was like, Oh yeah, it's, it's just, it's all the same. Um, but I ended up, I, so what really turned me on to it is I ended up using it on my suppressors. Um, I have a, uh, monocore, uh, my Liberty mystic is a monocore design. And when that thing gets gunky, it is hard as hell to pull that thing apart. Um, I stuck hog grease on the rails, like on the, the top and bottom of the monocore. And after four or 500 rounds, it like, it was still tough. Obviously it's going to be tough, but it was noticeably easier to take apart. Right. And, um, I've noticed that, uh, cleaning the inside of the tube. So the tube will get, you know, the tube gets fouled as well. Mm-hmm. Um, taking a brush to the inside of the tube, the stuff tends to come off a little easier. Um, it stays a little more liquid, I guess you could say. It, it doesn't like cling to the inside of the tube quite as bad. Um, so I, I like it. I use it on all my stuff. I've gotten to the point now where I use it for everything. And it's not because it was given to me for free. <laughs> it Honestly, like I really like using it. Like uh, we disposed of a whole box of, of old lube that we had sitting around. And I, was, I looked at it and I was like, I don't even want this in my garage. I'm going to give it to somebody else because I don't want this crap. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just hit up with a quick question. Uh, the Tyvin show wants to know if every thousand rounds is a good general rule to follow. I'm terrible. <laughs> thousand, <laughs> thousand, thousand rounds of Tula. I don't know, man. You better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it depends on what round. Yeah, it really, it really rounds. does. I, it I've, yeah. I've seen some Israeli stuff that's nasty too. I mean, it fires good and it runs good, but when you, when you, when you, I always joke that when you're shooting, it's like ground up prisoners. Being, it just stinks. It's like, ah, but yeah. I like that one, ground up prison is okay. I use other words, but I won't use them on the show. So. <laughs> no, please. Okay. Um, so, so the thing is, is now like, uh, what do you think, like, dudes who build 50s, should they be using some kind oh. of lube? <laughs> sure, definitely. Because yeah. Walter. <laughs> Walter, what do, do you want to add something to this? Because I know you have been using this stuff as well, right? So, uh, yes, yes, and no. Yeah, in the on my guns, like when we go shooting and the ARs and the machine guns and stuff. Yes, you've seen me do that. Where I show up and it's all dry, and I actually I like <laughs> I don't probably use the proper one. I use the um, the one that's like a general purpose lube, and the um, the bore bolt. The bore and bolt. No, the other oh, actually the other it's actually not even the gun stuff. It's not labeled as firearm stuff. It's oh, like, oh, it's the stuff that it's like um oh it's in like a green and black bottle, I think. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like teal or light green. Right. Well it's in a spray bottle. I have a bottle of a spray it. bottle. Yeah. And I just I give everything a good hosing down and we go at it, you know, and you know Yeah. In the shop when I'm test firing, I use a variety of things because what I'm doing is just basically running a pass through the bore after I fire it. So it's not necessarily like a cleaning cleaning. It's because it's just to keep it from rusting or corroding or anything like that after we test fire. So right, because when you test fire, you're putting just like one or two I rounds. Put, I just put one round through to make sure it goes bang, like it did this afternoon. So <laughs> yeah. it's a good day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I've done oh, thousands of them. So 
I wonder if you guys still sell that one. Um, the general. Yeah, it's in a green. It's a green bottle. and white bottle. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a lighter colored green. The yeah. the, um, X, the XG10. Yeah. Yeah. Might might have been. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, how did how does that differ from Warren Bolton stuff? So that's a that's a penetrant. So that's actually that's not even part of our firearms division. That's right, part right. of our uh, the the house home Household, division. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. I think that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So, for a picture. <laughs> so yeah. So X, so Rand Rand CLP is the firearms division of our parent company, which is XG Industries, which okay. we make a uh, a household lubricant called uh, XG10, which is mm-hmm. you know like a like a WD40 but on steroids. Right. Yeah. So um, somehow yeah. we got some of that stuff to test too. We've been I throwing that in. Yeah, I've, I've been using. I, it. I love it. I use it on. I've been using it all over around the house. Yeah. It goes on it. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so you know, this will uh, – you can use this, which is, you know, kind of next level above that XG10. Okay. Um, but, I mean, if the XG10 is working for you, I mean, but it's just a it's not a, it's not a firearm solvent. It's a penetrant. It's not, yeah, it's not firearm specific. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Okay. Yeah, um, so you can use that on tools or whatever you want to. I'll yeah. tell you what, one thing the Boren Bolt does also, it likes, if, you, if you've got a guy that paints his – his AK with cheap charcoal grill paint, it'll take it right the hell off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, remember, the, remember the Sten gun? Yes, that's something you've done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something. So, uh, so here's a question, Chris. How is this different from everything else that's toxic uh, when, it, when, it, when it burns off as a smoke? I mean, because uh, I think we're getting some comments that if it comes off in a smoke, it's still toxic because you're, you're breathing it in. So is that true or? Well, but what's coming off as a smoke? Motor oil? So, or, I mean, uh, no, point? like, um, so. So our, our, I mean, our flashpoint on this is over 600 and I think 607 degrees. I'll have to, I'll pull up the exact number. Yeah, but, I, mean, I think I mean, I've seen with the, um, with the hog grease, if you're like, for example, you're shooting it from a suppressor, you get some white smoke comes out of that right in the beginning. Hank, are you okay. talking about what happens when the uh, the the the, the ran boron bolt actually burns off? The, what is, yeah, yeah. Is, how is it not toxic versus toxic? I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, because yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's what's it's what your base material is. So it's what right. your base material is burning off. Like you know, a comment in there where it says you know bacon bacon <laughs> burning. You're breathing that. I mean, it's you know. I, if bacon smokes and you're breathing it in, is that, is that toxic for you? Or, I mean, I don't know that that is or not. I think that so, depends on who you're talking well, to. It all, it all depends on the amount of If you're, of, if you're, of you're like a Muslim breathing. or something and you're breathing, well, you're right. <laughs> you're breathing in the bacon smoke. Yeah, but yeah. if you are now in violation. <laughs> if you breathe it all day long, you know, 24-7, yeah, it'll kill you. Yeah. You know. Or clog your arteries, either one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So you're, but basically, so the, the question there is, is it toxic or not? It's non-toxic, right? It's non-toxic. It's an algae yeah. base with a flash point of 607 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's the, you know, it's the highest in the industry. I mean, you're yeah. not, I mean, I'm trying to avoid getting into the real super science stuff. That's just going to get boring <laughs> and make it, me, make what me is go it? to sleep. Yeah. Here, here's a question for you. What's the average uh, temperature of an AR-15 when you've ran mag after mag through it? I mean, does it, have you guys mags? Well, yeah, I mean, if you, know, you shoot two or three mags after, you know. Hank has a nice has a nice burn on his arm from one of the suppressors, and well, that was just one magazine. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Walter, I am not sure what the uh, the average temperature of... Well, that uh, might be something we have to do. We might have to find that out, yeah. Yeah, okay, we'll let's what, do what it now. What temperature we get. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, without getting into science, I mean, it's the, right. it's the if, if you don't have any toxic chemicals in there that right. when it burns off, you're not breathing in anything toxic. Right. right. Oh, okay. And without kind of getting in there. Right. Okay. So let's, uh, let's try to get some, if, if folks have other questions here, you know, um, just bring those up to us. Now, what kind of, um, what kind of testing have you guys done of this? So, uh, so we've done both testing. Great question. And, uh, we've done lab testing. Um, we've done, uh, you know, when I first got there, I heard words thrown around like a, a four ball wear machine, um, and lowest coefficient of friction. So we've done your traditional lab testing, right? Um, we've done pin and V testing, um, pin on disc testing. Um, and, and those are all great, right? Those are lab tests. Those are, those give you validity. Um, and those give you results. So when you do a four ball wear test and you can see where your coefficient of friction lies, where other products do not going to go into details as what, but I'll just tell you that ours was extremely lower than everybody else's that was on the market at the time. Um, but the most important testing that I feel is guys like yourself, guys like Babyface, guys like Kyle Lamb that go out there, guys like Vince Buckles that go out there and they test this product in the field. Because, you know, in a lab, you have controlled testing, right? I mean, you, you know what yeah. you're looking for. Well, yeah. And, and sometimes it even takes time. Like um, I, I did a video, I think it was a couple months ago, where I had something else on there, um, actually frog lube. Yeah. And, 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 and if it sits there for any period of time, it just becomes like a jelly, coagulates or something. Yep. You know, and so we that's that. the thing. I mean, and we've been looking to see, like, you know, the things we've treated this with. Do we have that same thing, which I haven't seen it. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that. Have you seen that baby face? It doesn't gum up for me. Um, yeah. We haven't really done. I mean, it doesn't really get cold here, so we don't do any like cold weather testing of it. Yeah, we, we would have to get real freezing. Once it gets down to like 30 degrees Fahrenheit yeah. if we're lucky. So we haven't tried anything like that. But, yeah, I, I've never had it gel up on me. And if I, I leave it on all my guns and take the gun to the shoot to shoot and it works fine afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm saying, you know, that the environment that it was in with the frog loop was right here. It, it, you know, it didn't really go anywhere. It was, it was, in. It was gross. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty bad. It's pretty it was bad. So, so, so we, I went to go pick up the gun. We had left it in, it was sitting in the, uh, in the, whatchamacallit, just in the back area. Yeah. And it was in a safe. Right. Yeah, and you yeah. went to go pick it up, and it's like goopy and like just ah, it's horrible stuff coming off all over your hands, and ah, it, was, it was gross. <laughs> yeah, so you know we're not trying to we're not trying to beat up on on any particular thing oh, out there, I, but I just said we don't beat up on you guys can beat up all you want. <laughs> I'll just sit here and smile, and nod. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think the thing is, so let's talk about like how how do gun guys when they do get around to cleaning their guns, which some of them do it all the time. Some of them don't do it at all. How do they, how do, how do gun guys typically do this? Right. So we want to clean our guns. We either look around for stuff that's already there and you use whatever's there. And if there's nothing there, then you start making up shit like, Oh, let's use motor oil or whatever <laughs> else you happen to use. Or you just go out to the store and then you pick up whatever is there at the store. Right. Sure. 
Yeah, I mean, because this is not a thing like we think about a whole bunch of other things before we think about cleaning our guns, honestly. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Like, take, like taking a shower and get something to eat. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that uh, important things in life, <laughs> right? But, exactly. but but this gun, your gun being clean and functional is going to become <laughs> real damn important when you need it. Well, of course, I'll right? find I a mean, clean one somewhere. <laughs> you know, uh, every day we go out there and we carry a firearm in our waistband and and hope we never have to to use it in a situation to defend ourselves or our loved ones. But if that happens. You want to pull the trigger and you want to make sure that it goes off and doesn't jam. Yeah, especially um, with what you carry, man. There's so many things. Remember, you're carrying this thing. It's on your body. There's oils in your clothing and lint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's worse right. than a belly button, a gun for lint. <laughs> yes. And, and, I'll t- and I'll tell you, so, you know, we go out there and we buy ammo, right? And we're like, okay, well, this is the ammo that I'm going to carry every day. But how many guys go out there and buy a box and shoot, you know, shoot it? before they carry it. Um, and so you, you pull the trigger on the firearm and you, and you hope that the ammo is going to function and it's going to work. Right. But you can't really know if that bullet that's in the chamber is going to do that unless you pull the trigger. But what you can know is that the firearm is not going to jam up or gunk up or, you know, not run because it's just not clean. Or yeah, it's, it's not functioning or, properly. You know, it's not functioning properly. Yeah, you can make so, sure that it functions properly. Right, absolutely. So, you know, I, I know how this goes, I think, for a lot of gun guys, right? They let's say they they realize, oh, I need some lubricant. They're either gonna order something mm-hmm. um online, right? Or they're gonna like run down to Walmart and whatever's in there. So, you know, let's talk about like where can people get your stuff. You know, what's the price comparisons and all that? Because I think that's the place where, you know, sometimes in a case like this, people might avoid getting something that's good, even if they know it's good, just because in this moment, they're like, hey, I just got to get something and hit this thing up. You know, what do you guys say to that? Well, you know, I mean, you get the guys out there and we go back to the motor oil thing, say, oh, I buy a quart of motor oil. It lasts me forever and it costs me five dollars. Okay, listen, I mean, if we're talking about five dollars compared to a two ounce bottle, that is less than ten you know, you're, you're trusting your life to something and you want to make sure that, it, you, you know, you're not adding any more junk. So really, for for people to find us, you can find it on Brownells. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it in local dealers. Um, you know, we have a great dealer network out there. Um, you can find it on Viking Tactics website. You can find it on our website. I mean, you can find the product and if you can't find it make sure you you know ask your dealer to to bring some in um so that's that answers the first question of you know where where you can find it um you know as far as what they're looking for and and why should they get it or how they're going to find it i mean you know that's one of the things that we're we're focusing on now is making sure that people know that it's the it's the product that you should be using and you know, and, and that it works. I mean, there's a reason why it's been branded and approved by Kyle Lamb from Viking Tactics. I mean, that's a guy who knows firearms, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he shot a lot of firearms and he knows what's good and what's bad. And he's tested other firearms out there, or other firearm lubricants out there. And that's why he said, well, two weeks, I'll make it fail. I know how to make it fail. Yeah, I think I just, good thing. Go ahead, go ahead, Walter. I just thought of something. Cross of ammo. What's the deal with that? Yay or nay? Up or down? 
will it will it take will it clean the the uh um, yeah the the problem you know after you shoot your gun cross of ammo if you just clean it with put oil down the bore you come back and it's still rusty yeah um you need something to, to get rid of the salt yeah right 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 yeah uh it, i believe the bore and bolt will uh i haven't had anybody reach out to us and say that they've had an issue with it so okay, okay. even even you, even some ammo that's not corrosive is more corrosive than say like some of the foreign ammo that's non-corrosive is a lot more corrosive than american non-corrosive <laughs> ammo so. <laughs> right there's <Yeah>. levels <laughs> there's levels to it so right. um you know so here's the thing are is this something that's available in like big box stores right now or you know Basically, uh, you you'd have to get it online in the big box online stores, right? Well, you uh, you can get it online. Um, big box is something that's uh, that's being talked about now. Um, you know, we like we were in Cabela's, and then um, you know when we decided to go down the route of the military, we we stopped that relationship uh, or that relationship stopped. So we're we're at the table talking again about that. So. We'll see where 2018 leads us and what big box retailers that we will yeah. be in. But we also have to see what big box retailers are still around. Well, <laughs> as we yeah, go forward, uh, yeah, as they that's go a, as we go forward. So that's a that's a fluid uh, market. Yeah. Yeah. So the best way for people to get it, to get it is to go to like Amazon, uh, Brownells. You said. I mean, you they, can go to. Can they buy it directly from you guys. Yeah, they can go rancilp.com. They can buy it direct from our website. They can buy it from VikingTactics.com. Their website has it. Um, you know, a, a lot of dealers are selling it. A lot of dealers are selling it online. Um, you know, we work with a crate club out there. You can get it through one of their, one of those deals. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you can get it in your local gun store. I, I walked into yeah. Big Daddy Guns. They have it in there. Yeah. You know, um, just, yeah. just look around at your local gun store. I think one of the things is that if you, if you're looking for different things, Try this. You're saying it's the prices are comparable to other things that are out there. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, a four ounce bottle MSRP on it is fourteen ninety nine. That four ounce bottle, the the Rand CLP, you know, a little goes a long way. That will last you for a for a while. Uh, now, yeah. and I say that with an asterisk. Really depends on how many guns you have and how much you shoot, but it should have. So it should last the normal person a while. It should last Walter three months. <laughs> maybe if if that so now can we just go over because i because now i realize that there's some things that are not exactly in the uh firearms line so can we just go over can you show us what's in the firearms firearms line and then tell us how we're supposed to properly use these things versus you know us just deciding how we want to use it sure well i mean you, you have the flagship product uh the ran clp this is the um, non-toxic, nano-infused, cleaner lubricant protectant. Um, this is where it all started, okay? Um, when, we, when we had this, it was a great lubricant. Um, I'm sorry, it was a yeah, great lubricant, an amazing protectant, had some great corrosion inhibitors, um, but it was a good cleaner. You know, it was a good cleaner. If you had something that was new and you were able to pre-treat it with the CLP, then you were good to go. Um, but if you had that really dirty firearm, something really caked on, you shot the Tula ammo, then, you know, you needed something a little bit stronger. So, um, we launched the Boron Bolt. Um, so the Boron Bolt is a non-toxic carbon cutting solvent. It's just designed to cut the carbon. Basically it gets underneath it, lifts it up, 
so you can take it right off. That so if you're, ta- if you're taking your gun back down to clean, you would start with the bore and bolt. Correct. Okay. Yep. Um, if you, yeah, you were doing that, or if you had just shot a boatload of ammo, suppressed something, and you, you had a lot of carbon buildup. Um, I run my guns wet, so, you know, even I can pull apart my SIG now, and um, it'll probably still be wet. I can go shoot a couple hundred rounds, open it up, and you just see the carbon sitting on top, and you can just literally wipe it off. Um, so those are the first; th- those are the two that I use the most. Okay. Um, then in 2016, we launched the the hog grease, uh, heavy applications weapons grease. There you go. Um, not a I've, I've never been a grease guy. Um, never used it, uh, but. I have started to, and it's really good. So basically what I would recommend if someone was going to be storing their firearm for a while in a safe, definitely use the hog. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, you know, anything metal on metal, anything that slides, that glides. Okay. So now what them. if you, uh, you know, like a lot of us keep guns in the car, right? <laughs> and then if, depending on where you are. So in Florida is a completely different environment from, let's say, Arizona or, you know, we've got different zones in the country. What, what do you guys recommend to do if you're storing guns in the car? Okay, Babyface is showing us. What is that, Babyface? Suppressor? Okay, yeah, the hog. <clears throat> yeah, suppressor, the, uh, the piston housing. You have to grease your piston housings. Hog grease works really well for it. Yeah. Um, I think it has a higher flash point than some of the other greases I've used. Yeah, it's pretty good for, for suppressors. It will smoke you. You'll, you'll get smoked out, but it's it does work really well. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys, uh, and I've heard this as we – you know, continue on this path. Um, people use the hog grease for the suppressors. People use them for the locking lugs on their, on their, uh, on their guns. Um, yeah. their yeah. choke tubes, shotgun choke tubes, uh, yeah. you know, lot, so a lot of different, uh, applications. Uh, if, if you want to use a grease on a regular basis, uh, you know, I got a friend of mine who, um, swears by grease, loves using just the grease. So okay. It also it also works as a good ablative fluid. So um, if you want to stage a suppressor with some sort of ablative fluid, you can take grease and grease the first couple of baffles, put it together, and it doesn't run out. Like uh, so, typically for an ablative, you would put like water in it, shoot like 20, 30 rounds, and then put more water in it. If you want a staged quiet suppressor, you can grease it, and it stays there pretty much indefinitely, um, unless you leave it out in the sun, and then maybe it would run a little bit. I don't know, but like the suppressors here. They don't move, run. Right. They don't well, leak I, anywhere. So. Gotcha. Flash. I mean, the flash point on the hog grease is 619 degrees. Yeah, it's again. not going to melt out in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even the horrible Florida sun. Yeah. So what? So uh, you know, just to go back to what I was asking you, you know, what do you recommend someone do who is keeping a gun in the car? Uh, I mean, you can use the hog grease. I I do. I may or may not keep a firearm in the truck, and I have. I have depending on where CLP. you live or do not live, right. it's legal or not legal. <laughs> I have ran CLP on mine. Um, so, like I said, I keep all, all of them there. And of course, everyone's going to say, "Well, of course you do. You work for the company. Like, well, what else would you say?" Um, but uh, you, you know, better be a, using. You better be using that. Right. There was there was a time that I didn't work for the company, but I still use the product and I still swore stood by it. So, uh, ran CLP. I would recommend keeping the firearm lubed with uh, with the ran. 
Yeah, but what do you so what do you guys think? Like if you're if you are keeping a gun in the car, how often would you clean it? You know, because I think like some people probably keep things in the car, but maybe they keep it in special bags and stuff like that. What if you're not doing that and you're just keeping it in the car in just a regular bag or well, some kind I, okay. of okay. I mean, you know, I guess it's really it's it's really situation dependent. So I mean, you know, what does somebody keep a, a firearm in their in their vehicle for? I mean, I I, I have mine in a in a go bag in case shit hits a fan. So, you know, I check that every once a month. I make sure that it's still wet and it's still good to go. I mean, you're not shooting it. I mean, if you, you know, so I I guess it's a, it's a tough question. It really depends. I I know a lot of guys have truck guns and things like that. The the thing is, is that if you, if you, let's say you have a truck gun, you have something there and you keep it there, but you forget it, (laughs) you know, you are running a risk, right? Yeah, you definitely are. So you want to just make sure that it's just like, you know, I guess checking the oil, you check your oil once yeah. a month, check your truck gun once a month. Well, you know? yeah. And, you know, regardless whether you've got grease or oil or whatever, you just got to pull it out and sometimes take air hose and just blow it off. Sure. I mean, yeah. you know, it's going to collect things, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. So exactly. Make yeah. sure there's not a lot of dirt stuff down the bore or, a, right. you know. Yeah. Okay. And then also 50 stitches steel is asking us about boar snakes. What do you guys think about boar snakes? Good, not good. Um, I mean, you know, I went and like I said, I work for a firearms, uh, uh, cleaning manufacturer called Dewey rods afterwards. So, uh, do I think a boar snake or a, a equivalent thereof has a purpose? Sure. I do, but I Anytime you can use a cleaning rod, I recommend using a cleaning rod. Yeah, I'm with you there. A nylon coated one piece cleaning rod uh, just makes life so much easier. Or if you're, you're, you're at the range and you get a you get an empty stuck in your chamber and stuff like that, you've got to have a rod to knock it out. So. Yeah, yep. and and nylon coated, I guess, would be really important, right? Because because you're saying not every cleaning rod is is coated with something. Um, uh, correct. I mean, you know, you got those. You got some. Stainless steel rod. I mean, there's a bunch of different kind of rods out there. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I go with what I know, and uh, the Dewey rods have been just a staple. Okay, and then time. the nylon coating, I guess, is preventing you from messing up the bar- the, uh, the the barrel threads. Correct. Rifling. It's rifling. Called rifling. Excuse rifling. rifling. Excuse it's me. Oh, rifling. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Walter. Yes. Rifling. Thank you for that. <laughs> for that. Thank you for that save. For that rescue. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm going to slam you hard. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's good for that, right? So, I mean, are you are you really running a danger of messing up the rifling if you're uh, if you're using like stainless steel? No, stainless, if you use steel. stainless steel, and you beat on it with a hammer to to do something. Yeah, you can scratch you it. I'd really got to do abusive you, stuff to. Yeah, you have to be really abusive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but. Every, every, it all, I guess it all depends on the weapon too. I mean, if you've got your your bench rest rifle, you want to be real careful yeah. with it. Yeah, I mean, one little it, nick could do anything you, there. If you're cleaning your your ten twenty two that you go out and shoot cans with, you know, I don't know. You know, it's just, right. that's just that's me though. So. Yep. No, and you're. I think you're one hundred percent right. You know, Dewey rods. I mean, they they became who they are because of that bench rest right. um, precision rifles and precision rifle group. Um, so that's just kind of where it is. Yeah. And they have the, they have their ways and, you know, and that's the way it is. And, you know, correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Okay, cool. So now uh, one of the questions that we get all the time, is there a shelf life on the RAND CLP well, that's, a, that's a good question. And is it, is it affected by if it's stored in, in, in hot temperatures or, or, you know. Yeah, I leave it in the garage all the time. Yeah, of course it will. So so we typically, typically tell people a shelf life of three years. Um, and will it last longer than three years? Yes. Is it dependent on where and the, and the environment? Yes. You know, um, so, but three years is usually what we go with. On average, yeah, because I've, I've had other lubricants that have been given to me, and I found them in my gun room years later, and I cracked the thing, and it was like, OMG, that shit stunk <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, so, you know, obviously, you know, another thing that everyone will talk about is bio-based, um, and you can look right. on the back of our, you know, our seal, we're USC bio-based, and I think we're at like 78%. Um, and then, you know, there was a time that that was a big thing. And somebody said, well, you know, uh, one of your competitors is 98% bio-based and that's great, except that's like, you know, it'll go rotten faster if you're more bio-based. It'll start to grow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, when, when that happens and you crack that lid and you start using it and your gun smells like, like rotten food. You know, <laughs> yeah, you don't want that crap. No. And, you know, I notice a lot of stuff is citrus based. You know, that's, that's another thing too, you know, solvent wise. And, and, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, and, and it's funny too, because we, um, one of the versions of the, the Boren bolt was a citrus based and it just, it didn't work out. Yeah. yeah. So now I, I like think people, the, people always ask me about that. I like the olive smell that this one has. Yeah, that's the thing, the smell of it. So Well, and you know, like people and and that's a big part of actually that's kind of like it, it's the sexy part of the of the solvent. It's got to smell good. Right. Yeah. You know, everybody right. knows the hoppy's number 9 cuz it smells like it does. Yeah, the only right? problem is you get a headache it, after a while. Well, yeah, I, it doesn't bother me. I, I think it's like it's like it brings doesn't back bother you. But Walter, you eat stuff. you eat lead paint for a living. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing right so you know yeah the hoppy's number nine sure you, you're cleaning that indoors you know your wife or significant other yeah. kicks you out because and some guys like that they're like yes i get to get out of the house i, I so, made that mistake one time in our old apartment uh my girlfriend was out and i was upstairs in the office cleaning a gun and she came home and was like what on earth were you doing and i was like yeah. i'll open the windows don't worry about it <laughs> yeah so yeah. you know the boring bolt has um and it's funny because vince buckles is somebody that we've worked with in the past and uh he mentioned it and i didn't realize it until i poured some bourbon later that night oh it smells is, like it has a it has a slight bourbon tinge to it on the boring bolt um so it's you know i don't mind it the clp not at all. I mean, the so CLP, what about the taste? What about the let's, taste let's, of the? What about the taste of the CLP? What does it taste let's, like? Let's find out. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> no, no, Babyface is, baby is doing a test. He's doing a taste test. test. Well, oh wow! It, it really. It smells like a yeah. It actually really does kind of smell like a like bourbon, huh? I've never. Okay, okay Babyface. We, no. we found the secret ingredient. Yeah. <laughs> bourbon, yeah. Yeah. Put some Aprik on it. So, um, <laughs> wait, so don't C start putting bourbon on your guns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the CLP has more of an earthy tinge to it. So it smells yeah. like it smells and tastes like dirt. And 
<laughs> Bottom line is, I think age-wise, all of us grew up in a time where we didn't have iPhones and and I was given a stick and I made a gun out of it and I went out and I played outside. So I know what dirt tastes like because I got dirty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I wasn't exactly. I wasn't playing on an iPad and and doing right. you know fidget spinners, but <laughs> so that's the taste and smell with the CLP. Again, virtually odorless, uh, and it's not bad. Okay, cool. You know what? Let's uh, take a break here from you know from this and switch over to some new stuff. Right. Um, I, I, I don't know if you guys had a chance to look up some news. Walter, any crazy news things you want to talk to us about? Yeah, there was. Any enough. stargates or wormholes or oh, hey, interdimensional give me, portals? Give me a minute. Give, give, <laughs> give me a minute. Oh, look at that. So here, here, while you're looking while you're looking that up, here's something I saw on the firearm blog. So um, yeah. I think lots of folks out there know Strike Industries. They make lots of cool accessories. So Strike Industries announced that on their Facebook page that no, no, no. Strike that was Industries. Another... Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, really, Walter. Get a word up. Okay, so Strike Industries announced. Uh, if you guys know the Sig P320, which is an improvement on the P250, which is a modular gun. Um, so Strike is going to be making P320 frames. So, and then I can see that Chris has a P320 there. You want to hold on? Let me uh, let me so lock is, it on you. So what is what is okay? Inform me here. They're going to make P320 frames. What is the what's so special about it? Well, go <laughs> no, ahead. I mean, Do you want to go, Chris? Well, <laughs> you want to know I what's mean, so what's so special about the P320? No. Why 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 do they need to make a frame for it? Well, because the the I mean this the P three twenty is this modular firearm that they that Sig came out with. So, right. taking the takedown lever out and take the trigger pack out, taking the trigger yeah. assembly out. Okay, okay. So okay. Th this is the actual firearm. Right, right, right. This is just a a shell, a forty dollars shell that you can buy all day long and so different colors different this different, different that colors different. different i mean you could this this trigger assembly fits in a subcompact frame in a full size frame okay. i mean you can take this and build a um a subcompact pistol you know yeah. uh with the this, same there's a lot of possibilities here of what okay. you can do i mean I for example when mac was doing testing of of his uh sig p320 he famously like melted the frames and things like that. Wow. Um, you know, really? I don't. Huh? Yep. Yeah, he, he did. Really did. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Was, but you know, he did a burn down. I think he put over a thousand rounds through the gun, and, right. and like within fifteen minutes or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it's not. It's, I'm not saying it's like a horrible thing, but but by having these frames, not only can you change the colors and all that, but you can get different. Uh, you can get different grip angles, different you know sizes, all kinds of things. Okay. You can even you can even make different guns. You know, potentially you can have someone build a carbine and all, and then you just drop the uh, trigger assembly or the uh, chassis or whatever you want to call it into the gun, and it's a completely different gun. Right, right, right. Well, okay. You know. And so, I mean, I think there's at Strike Industries doing it. Obviously, you know, you, you get companies out there like Glock, uh, and then you got Magpul that comes out with the PMAG to, you know, to subsidize the demand for the Glock magazines. These SIGs, they're in high demand right now. I mean, I just ordered a couple more um, grip modules. Now, 
the grip modules, by the way, comes in, you know, a different size. So carrier compact and then comes in small, large or medium for your hand size. But they were out for a long time. So, you know, I mean, good on Strike Industries for seeing the the opportunity. Yeah. In my mind. Okay, Hank, I got something right up your line here. Okay. Uh, on Fox News. You Uh-oh. ready? Get ready. All right. Hit me with what is it? <laughs> Arkansas man arrested, accusing of having sex with family's pet donkey. Jesus uh, really, really, Walter? <laughs> <laughs> Was this a male donkey or a female donkey? I haven't read the story, but... We want to know. We want to know if the donkey had the Donkey Kong. I don't think he was cared was too it? much, as long as it was a worm. You know what? That'll <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I. I don't think I could thank you for that, Walter. <laughs> you need to laugh, right? You need to laugh. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. And then uh, I think there's some people that want to know what this gun is behind. I know what it is. Don't say it. What is it? Okay. What is it, Walter? Hold it what up. Is it? That is yeah, the okay, FP- is FPB. FPB. What the hell is that? It's the gun. It's okay. Tell us about what an FPB is. This it's is from, not. It's from Portugal. Oh, it's from Portugal because and it, uh, and it shares the same uh, bolt as an MP40. Okay, look, I'm muzzling you. Oh, uh, MP40. I thought it was a. At first, I yeah. thought it was a grease gun or something. Well, oh, by the way, this is not even a real gun. This is like a movie prop or something. It's not a functioning gun. But yeah, it's it's so it's, it came in. Yeah, it came into Big Daddy Guns in someone's collection, and then they realized this is not even a real gun. <laughs> so I went over there and claimed it because I was like, oh, we could we could hang that on the wall. Yeah, but it's, it's made. Cool. It's made yeah. with parts from the Portuguese F F B P. Okay, do you have one of those, Walter? Can we? No, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, I've had the, okay. I've had the parts in the past, but I never built one. So yeah, we should build one. Let's build one so we can actually shoot this. It, it looks well, pretty cool. Um, looks you can cool. get the parts kit probably from IMA. Okay. Um, you know, then we can talk. Oh, okay. I gotta get the parts kit. Probably a cheap parts. I've got to try to hang. Thing. Okay, I, this, I, this I is saw, not hanging properly back on the wall without making a mess. I saw that back there, and I was going to ask you about it when we got a break yeah. here between, you know, donkey sex and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You would yeah. have to go break for the donkey sex. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is donkey sex. I see I see a, a whole clip. <laughs> this is going to be a clip where, like, uh, Walter, we have, oh, no, no. we have the president of Rand COP on right now, Walter. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Chris is uh, I, Chris right now is composing a letter to me. Dear Hank Strange. Please don't call us anymore. <laughs> no, listen, all of that, all of that would have been accepted, but then he said he had frog loop on a gun, and I was like, oh well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you asked me to look at the news, and that was on the news. Yeah. So I'm that's what you come up with. <laughs> yeah, that's what I get. I deserve well, that. <laughs> I deserve it. It's true. Let's see what else there is on Fox. I deserve it. Um, you know what is cool? I saw there was this. Um, actually, Babyface sent me this. Uh, this is on the truth about guns. Trailblazer Firearms has this new 22 oh. LR single shot life card. So basically, cool. it looks like a thicker version of a card. You kind of like unfold it and you have a 22 for emergencies. Oh, have you seen the outfit that's doing the fold up Glock? Yes, oh. there's a, there's, yeah. they're doing a, they're doing cool. a fold up. Yeah, that's huh. that's. What, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah, <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, go ahead. You can tell. Listen, Chris, nothing, talk, nothing, we talked about donkeys. You can say whatever you want nothing, to. About <laughs> nothing sacred. Go for it. Yeah. Go oh, ahead, I just, I mean, it's, I just think it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, 
they say it, it's it's more concealable. I, how is it more concealable? Because the grip doesn't stick out. Now it's just a big block that yeah, you have to. But it's it's easier to walk with a big block than it would be to yeah, walk you, with a block. It's not even the concealability; is the how quickly can you deploy it? Like, can I? Is it going to deploy faster or easier to conceal than my Glock forty three? No. <laughs> you not only have to now rack the slide, but you have to put it together. You know, Decepticons transform from yeah. Megatron. <laughs> like, Hold on a second, dude. Don't kill me yet. Let me show you something really cool. This is like magic. Be, yeah, like it'd be only cool if you had the 1984 Transformer, you know, sound effects that went along with it when it yeah. transformed. Or if you can do that trick that, um, what's his name? Um, Chris, uh, what's the name of that actor? In um, that was in the Magnificent Seven, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, if you can do that magic trick that Chris Pratt did, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if people out there saw the Magnificent Seven, but Chris I saw Pratt, it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, have you, seen, have, you, have you seen the original one? Yes, Walter. Of course. Well, uh, <laughs> I, you know, you always, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm not that young. I have seen the original one. <laughs> Okay. But in the okay, so in the the new Magnificent Seven, Chris Pratt has this little British bulldog. Um, oh, okay. It's a Webley. It's a Webley bulldog, and actually, that actual gun belongs to another sponsor of the channel, Sam Andrews. Sam Andrews. The gun in the movie belongs to Sam Andrews. He lent it to the uh, to the filmmakers so that you know he, they lent it to uh, to the filmmakers so Chris Pratt could do that scene. So if you could do a little magic trick and distract you, the guy that's trying to kill you. <laughs> Actually, yeah. those, those, those Webley uh, Bulldogs were a super cheap handgun that was imported by the thousands yeah, not, from England uh, yeah. back, you know, turn of the century and stuff. So yeah, I've had a couple of them actually. Yeah. Not anymore. Well, not anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, actually, Sam, you know, Sam's like a, a collector of British guns, you know, so I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this on air, but he was telling me that he or, that he ordered a gun and it came. And when he went to open it, it was a muffler. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it wasn't the gun. Part. It somehow got mixed up. <laughs> Ooh. Ow. That's not good. Yeah. yeah, but I think they got they got all that sorted out. So oh, well, that's good. I'm I'm trying to get Sam to come on. I don't know if he's going to want to talk about that because it's not it's not pleasant. Uh, uh, so and and in honor of Chris, right now you're not in Connecticut, right? No, I am not. I am in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, oh, you're, in the, you're in the gun-free zone. I yeah, mean, a I gun, you're you're a gun. No. You can have whatever you want in Georgia. Yeah, yeah very a, true. Yeah. Yeah, a free gun zone. Free gun zone. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry free gun sorry, zone. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Sorry. So now the thing is, Rand Rand CLP is is based in Connecticut, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. What the hell is up with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. Uh, it was yeah. Uh, you know, that's like being blunt, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you gonna do, Connecticut? I mean, listen, it's and not you're and you're not gonna be staying in. You're in. You're in the free the free state of Georgia right now. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Yeah, you're I, moving. Know, you're moving am, to I'm Connecticut. Moving, I'm moving back behind uh, enemy lines. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah, have are you sure that the Rand CLP has not affected your brain? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it hasn't. It hasn't. No. Uh, but a little no. bit more. Yeah, no, they need you. They need you to move back over there, right? Well, you're, yeah, yeah, you know, that's what we got to do. But um, yeah. yeah, Connecticut, uh, it, it it was okay until uh, until Sandy Hook happened, obviously. Uh, and then they used that to 
get some things passed that shouldn't be passed. Um, you know, it's a 10 round mag, uh, rule in effect. So you can carry as many 10 round mags as you want. <laughs> um, but you can't have more than 10 rounds in your mag. Um, you know, ARs are a, a weird situation there. You gotta, yeah, you, you can buy ARs, right? But they have to be post-ban ARs or something? Well, you, you can buy pre-ban ARs. Pre-ban, pre-ban excuse me. Yeah. Pre-ban. Um, and then you can buy ARs that are Connecticut compliant. So can't have a pistol grip, can't have a break. Um, uh, you know, it, there's like, there's like, it's like an algorithm that you have to figure out in order yeah. to get an AR. That, I, I know you're looking forward to this move. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can't have any mags that are over 10 rounds. So you, you're stuck with just just craziness. But anyway, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. We, we've done it before. We can do it again. So it's not that uh, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you see where um, uh, federal judge is threatening to overturn all of California's gun crap? Needs to. Which it would be needs good. To happen. Which, yeah. would be, yep. which would be a good thing, and it would be a good thing for states yeah. like so check So check this out, guys. Um, the Tyven Show just pledged like 30 bucks to us in the chat. Whoa! So that we can, he says, this is to buy two bottles of Rand CLP to give away. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Wow. So can we buy two you. bottles of Knob Creek to give away? No, no, baby face. Save your <laughs> alcoholism. <laughs> for, okay, go ahead. Try, baby face. Maybe you get to. Maybe you'll get some knob creek, creek yeah, for us some, to drink away. Somebody help out, baby face, and let him get some knob creek. Let's see. Yeah, <laughs> I already got some. Hey, Hank needs it. I got half a bottle. You need oh, to I, come. You need to. You need to come up to knob creek. Go to the machine gun ship. That's yeah. right. Go shoot some machine guns. And uh, right. and then and then our friend the real Cujo uh, pledged twenty bucks. I'm not sure what that's for, so I guess that can go to the Knob Creek. But I don't know if I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if real Cujo's going to approve that going to the going to the Knob Creek. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to mention that. Okay, so listen, we were talking about Connecticut, right, Chris, and all the stuff. So in D.C., um, so there's this thing that says Connecticut strict gun laws. This is on, I don't know, this is on patch.com. So Connecticut strict gun gun control laws may soon be lifted by the federal government. So I don't know how likely this is to come back, but it says Washington, D.C., strict gun control laws enacted by Connecticut state politicians in 2013 after more than two dozen school kids and staff members at Sandy Hook. It goes talking about Sandy Hook. Um, So one gun loving, (laughs) the gun loving Republican congressman from upstate New York has his way. U.S. Rep. uh, Chris Collins unveiled new federal legislation Monday called the Second Amendment Guarantee Act. So whose phone phone is going off? Walter? Shut up. Walter's looking down. (laughs) First, you chastise me about rifling. (laughs) This is... This is Montezuma's revenge. I have friends. <laughs> Sorry, I have friends. Sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's go back. <laughs> let's go back. After we were distracted by the, the many friend having Walter Keller of Safety Harbor Firearms. So this is called the Second Amendment Guarantee Act, H.R. 3576. If passed into law, this new bill will prevent all state county and city governments from enforcing local rifle and shotgun regulations stricter than those at the federal level. <laughs> Sounds good. 
Never it sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Never I mean, you know, but then again, you know, you never well, know. You know, you got to start someplace. Yeah. And, and you got to yep. make, the, you got to make these, you got to make these leftists freak out constantly. You got to make them have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them on their toes. Yeah, so what, I mean, does this, does this give you any hope, Chris? <laughs> no. Not <laughs> <laughs> He's a realist. No. No. Chris is like, no. 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 My only hope is, uh, that uh, somehow the company just moves to a free state down the road. Yeah, <laughs> on down to Florida. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, you you, you can been, always come live been, in Florida. There's lots been, of companies. Been there, done that. Love the gunshine state, but uh, can't do that anymore. Uh, if <laughs> if anything, somewhere out west. Oh, oh, well, what are you saying about Florida, Chris? <laughs> well, you'll get arrested if it comes all back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, nothing like Sheriff that. Sheriff looking for right now. You know, what is it about they, Florida you don't well, like? Is listen, it the humidity? So, no, so Florida has two sayings in my book. And remember, I lived there for eight years. So it's the gunshine. Uh -huh. It's a gunshine state. Got it. Mm -hmm. um, if I remember yeah. correctly, I think it was the first state to hit one million concealed carry permits. Uh, and the second thing that it goes by is that it's a uh, sunny place for shady people. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not know. present company excluded. Yeah. Course. I mean, you know, the rest of us are from Florida. Right. Exactly. Present company excluded. Uh huh. No, wait. I want to be down with the shady people. <laughs> I think we are. Yeah. We're shady. Okay. No, you're in, are you, you're in, where are you? North Florida, right? Orlando? Yeah. yeah. Florida. I'm in yeah. South Florida. Yeah. I was in South Florida. Yeah, you can talk oh, bad. So you problem. can talk bad about Safety Harbor all you want to. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 hey. No, the worst. The worst part of Florida, I think, is West Palm Beach. Is my least favorite, and I live. There, I don't so. know. Miami's pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, um. So, yes, you know, I I agree with you parsh partially. Some things in Miami <laughs> are not so bad. <laughs> you know, I could take Miami for like uh, maybe forty eight hours. <laughs> that's that's a stretch for me. Oh, really? I, I used to never go further than uh, Hollandale Beach Boulevard, but further south than Hollandale Beach Boulevard. Oh, oh, so you were you were like real South Florida then. Oh, yeah. Walter, what? You know that this is like, uh, you know, this is going on iTunes. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Hey, I, I'm reading. I'm reading Fox's. Uh, is know, that uh, your phone that's ringing again? No, sir. <laughs> N-O, oh, N-O, mofo. Okay. <laughs> well, now we have to investigate whose phone's ringing, damn it. Sorry. Who was no, it? I... Was it you, Babyface? On me. I got an iPhone. He's got oh, an iPhone. Okay, right so too. then that only leaves Chris, but he's, he's you know, he's from RANCOP. We're trying to win RANCOP back at this point. <laughs> no, mine, mine's, mine is iPhone, and it's been on vibrate since the start of the yeah. show. I will, I will officially turn the volume down to nothing. <laughs> all right there we go but yeah, i keep reading i keep reading this stuff on what? fox and you don't want me to say the next one uh, okay go ahead you might as well Gosh. at this point <laughs> i mean okay automatic car wash is vulnerable to hacking can attack cars and occupants okay <laughs> all right right above right, right above that teen gets hammer stuck in mouth after dare hmm. how the fuck <laughs> WTF uh, over? Yeah, you're finding all of this on Fox, huh? Yeah, just got the good ones. Yeah, okay. I guess. I guess. Oh, hey, hey, wait, hang on. Connecticut residents get hate mail for flying American flags. Yeah. What else? God, it's terrible. Uh, you know, Chris, I swear it's worse than this. We're actually on our best behavior right yeah, now. This is pretty good for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys. I don't know. 
if anyone got the memo that we have ran CLP on here, oh, well, you know, they're very professional. <laughs> Forget about me. What do, what do I do? You know, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, here's something we don't know already. Foreign infiltration feared amid security risk in Pentagon immigrant recruit program. Duh. <laughs> what, what, what do we What do we got to do to figure out you don't bring people that don't like you into your? Yeah. Did this ha- Did this have something to do with Debbie Wasserman Schultz? Oh well, she's got a spot too in here. We can. Yeah. You know. I noticed that that whole controversy with those people that they hired that, you know. Um, oh, the, the terrorists? The IT guys. Yeah, that is. Nobody's talking about that anymore. That's well, totally course, disappeared. Of course it's not because this doesn't meet, fit the the narrative. Yeah. Um, you know. So we're not we're not talking about that anymore. So what about Venezuela? Like Venezuela is actually having uh, a vote. Yeah. You, you see, they arrested the uh, or they, they uh, collected up the opposition leaders. Yeah, that's going to work out real well. They're going to have a nice day in a prison cell somewhere, you know. And, yeah. Well, um, but yeah, I mean, Venezuela, I think there was, it says uh, Venezuelans took to the polls this weekend voting on a proposal that would create a constitutional assembly likely to grant President Nick, uh, Nicolas Maduro's ruling Socialist Party virtually unlimited power. Venezuela is going insane. You know, they're, this, they're, they're not going insane. They're going straight socialist. It's you, you can you can thank our former fearless leader for letting that go as long as it did. I mean, Cause it, Lord. Yeah, because it's know. no it's no coincidence that uh, Venezuela basically took away guns from people. No. Nope. Oh yeah, the typical socialist uh, way of doing things. They yeah. went straight through the socialist agenda, and now they're. I mean, you can't even find food in the grocery stores, from what I understand. So how long do you think it's going to be? I've seen it. It's really bad right now. Yeah, it is. So how long do you think it's going to be before, like, we got to put boots on the ground in Venezuela? No, they're not going to put boots. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. It's going to have to just, people are just going to have to rise up. With what? Donkeys? <laughs> I, I you know it it, you don't like that, huh, Walter? If you, if, you did, if you didn't have a gun, you'd you'd do it with a pitchfork. And trust me, you could pitchfork the guy with the gun and take it. Sorry, I can see it happening soon. Yeah. It, it's yeah. getting that desperate at this point. I feel you know like. if you're that hungry, you don't give a shit anymore, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they've, I, they've had how many how many deaths related to uh, like government over overreach? So people protesting and they just kill just a couple kill people. Kill them. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're up to a couple hundred at this point. Yeah. Well, Brazil's not very far away from this too, so just be oh, be forewarned. Yeah. All hell's gonna break loose in South America. Right. Lola <laughs> wants to know what Lola wants to know why we stopped talking about the life card. I guess she likes this. Lola, which life card? <laughs> we did talk about the twenty-two. The the uh, it's from Trail Trailblazer Firearms, and it's a single shot twenty-two called the life card. It's on the truth about guns. Basically, it's a twenty-two that folds. You know, and so when you okay. unfold it, it's got a trigger. You guys, here, let me see. I will pop. I will pop this into the um, to the hangout window here, so you guys can take a look at. It. I'll, and I'll then I'll put it in the ch- I'll put it in the chat so other people can take a look at it because Lola's saying that we skipped over this. I'd, but, rather, uh, have, I'd rather have the I'd rather have the Megatron Glock. You like the Glock better? <laughs> now let me ask you a question. Now you don't what? like you don't like you know okay that that folding Glock. Do you have the same feelings about Magpul's folding gun? Which, Wait, Magpul has a folding gun? Yeah, they did. They never built it. They never made it commercially, but they made one. It was at SHOT Show probably seven years ago, something like that. Hmm. Um, 
And everybody thought that was the greatest. Yeah, no, no. What was it? What was it? A handgun? Yeah, it's SMG nine. Yeah. Um, oh, holy shit! That thing's hideous. <laughs> okay. That is the ugliest thing I've seen. I guess we, I don't need to go look it up then. <laughs> but just look a at the FMG9. Once again, Lola, they don't want to talk about the lifeguard 22. I'm going to go find that lifeguard thing here. So. Yeah, no one wants to talk oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I saw that. That was in Robocop. <laughs> no. Oh, the F- oh yes, th- that was in Robocop, actually. Yes, it was. That was in I Robocop saw that too. The, the kid, the kid the had kid. it. There you go. Yeah, see, there you go. But uh, Walter wouldn't know anything about RoboCop. I know about RoboCop. What kind? Okay, smartass. What kind of <laughs> what kind of fifty caliber do you use in RoboCop? Uh, oh, come on, come on! You don't know, do you? <laughs> have, no. a nice, have a nice day. <laughs> okay, what did they use? What fifty cal did they use? I don't remember the exact name of it, but I've actually handled one. It's, okay, the, how is that? How is that getting well, over I mean, on I, me? Well, trust me, I would. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not legit, Walter. You have to know. Also, you can't chastise me for not knowing, and you don't know. Okay, all right. Well. That's like me saying, um, "Okay, what about what kind of servos did uh, RoboCop use in his suit? Do you know? Not a clue, baby. Yeah. Okay, I don't know either. There you go. <laughs> CGI okay. servos. Yeah. So okay, so there we go. We're not. So what did, have you guys seen? The twenty-two, the lifeguard, lifeguard twenty-two. I'm trying to lifeguard. find it. Yeah, I'm lifeguard. Trying to, I'm trying to unsee it right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to unsee it. Um, how many? What is it? Like a one shot? I think it's a one shot. Oh, totally. Thing. I think it's cool. I would. I would. I have no idea what I would do with it, but I would totally have it. Depending on price, if it's like 150 bucks, I'd buy that just to play around with. Yeah. Listen, can I tell you guys something? And this is in all seriousness. What Terrible guns are great to collect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. They're not going to sell them any of them. Yeah, if they actually come out with any gun that you think is horrible, like this, uh, what was the, there was another twenty-two that you could basically put in your hand and it had almost like a pump. What was that thing called? Do you remember oh, the, the Stinger? The Stinger? Was it called the Stinger? It folded? No, there was this little tiny twenty-two that came out. Maybe oh, I want to say like three years ago. Yeah, or something yeah, like that. funny it's looking. The zip gun. The zip gun. Yeah, the zip gun. Yeah, you can't find those anymore anyway. well, because they were yeah. a miserable failure. That's why. Yeah, they're so a that, terrible gun. Yeah. Yeah. Always collect the terrible guns. <laughs> I can't disappear. It's like the Remington, the first Remington R fifty-one. You know, not the original back oh, in the days, oh, but God, the ones the, that came out with a couple years ago that was just a complete disaster. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know, um, Brand CLP doesn't have anything to do with the freedom group, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Cause oh, you know, like, Chris oh, looks like he's making a lots of mental notes <laughs> <laughs> about the Hank strain situation. No more lube for you. R51 yeah. was the one with the rotating barrel, right? The lifeguard. It didn't, it no. didn't unlock like a, a typical barrel. It rotated. It have like a camming action to it, I think. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I blocked uh, it out PX4, of my mind. The PX4 pistol, the Beretta PX4, is the same like camming action on the barrel. I hate that design. Yeah. Yeah. Trailblazer firearms. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, R. Hendry says a lot of people shot themselves with the zip gun. <laughs> 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 oh, there you go. Uh, it's probably true. Okay, so folks want to know, Chris. <laughs> let's get back back to business. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Let me just. You see, Chris, I actually wore like a shirt with a collar. 
I, you know, I almost put one on, but then you were like, do you swear? And I was like, oh, all right. Well, we're casual. <laughs> going easy today. So folks want to know, what's your EDC, Chris? Let's talk about something. Ooh, good. Now we can talk about it. Um, well, most days it is the SIG P320. Um, yeah. Nice color, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I do have the FDE and then we have some black uh, frame and slide as well. So um, I do EDC with the P320 um, with in uh, G code incog holster. Uh, I will get crazy every once in a while if I'm wearing shorts and carry the Smith and Wesson MMP shield. Um, yeah, and what is that extender you have on the magazine? Uh, so this is the Hive Technologies plus two extension. So it fits on the on the eight round mag and it gives it ten. So you know Cal, uh, Connecticut. Carrie gives me a full size grip and carry 10 okay, rounds. You're Connecticut ready already. <laughs> Connecticut ready already. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's my EDC as far as gun. Obviously I carry a, uh, a variety of different knives. I mean, I have a bench made some zero tolerances and, uh, you know, and, uh, a surefire flashlight. Uh, um, okay. And there's so you're always, a flashlight guy. I know there's there's guys who don't care. Yeah, flashlight. yeah, flashlight guy. Or um, you know, in the winter in Connecticut, I'm fortunate enough to where I can um, conceal something a little bit larger. So I'll carry yeah. a weapon light on it. We'll do a Surefire yeah. X300 and oh, okay. a tourniquet and a tourniquet. Can I give you a suggestion for uh, Connecticut in the winter for something for you to conceal carry? Sure. <laughs> the uh, standard manufacturing DP12. <laughs> ah, right. Yes. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> you could tell, seriously, that thing is completely Connecticut legal, you know? So you can go, you can buy that in Connecticut and that day, you, you know, you can go, you can buy it. You can go into standard manufacturing and buy one, do your background check and walk out with it. And in Connecticut, you know, you got a nice big coat, man. You could conceal carry that bad boy. Put it underneath your parka. I think you should get one of the uh, the 1911s that they came out with, the case hardened 1911s. Those things are cool. Yeah, or I don't the, know if you're gonna be. Any, I don't know if you're going to be anywhere close to standard manufacturing, but you should definitely go. Yeah, we'll you, yeah I don't know if your office in Connecticut is close to those guys. Uh, I, you know, I'm not too sure. I'll have to find out where they are, but um, and we'll we'll take a look. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. So, but just remember, Hank Strange gave you that pointer. EP12. That's I, totally I, legal. In, I'm serious. It's totally legal in Connecticut. Listen, how many I, rounds I, you, you I, can I like it. Yeah, I man. Like the yeah. Have you ever shot a DP12? I have not. Yeah. It's I, I'm gonna. I'll, I'm gonna put this out there, and uh -huh. uh, it's not something I'm super proud of. But at the end of the day, whatever. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that intimate with shotguns. I mean, I'm just not a. I've never been a shotgun kind of guy. I mean, I've always Ooh. been pistol. <laughs> I mean, okay. they're standard manufacturing. They're in New Britain, hard hit in New Britain, Connecticut. Um, so they're <laughs> not that far away. Uh, we got we have three out there. We have hard hit New Britain, uh, two pistol Bristol, and gun <laughs> gu and gun wave in New Haven. Uh, I'll go grab my I'll go grab my carry since you guys like shotguns. Hold on. So yeah. So what's up? So you've never you've never shot. You don't shoot shotguns. You've I don't. Never sh shot I don't shoot. I, I yes, I've shot shotguns, um, but I don't. I don't shoot shotguns. I don't have a shotgun. I don't hunt. I don't shoot skeet. I don't do trap. Um, so, 
never really got into shotguns. Okay. Always, always wanted a beautiful over and under. Um, <laughs> just, just haven't really got there. Um, so, uh, not saying that I won't. Uh, you know, a, a good right, friend got, of mine. I got my uh, carry piece. There you yeah. go. <laughs> my, my, my 1897. Is that 20, a real? Uh, 28-inch barreled Winchester. Is that That's a real 97? It's a 97, yeah. Model 97. It's not Shycom, though, is it? It's No, no, this is a Winchester Model 97 from 19. Oh, wow. That's cool, man. I, have I ever – you've never shown me that. You never, No, I don't think you ever shot this one. No, that's pretty cool, man. Never, never um, fired. You got to be careful. You got to be careful with those things with that hammer. If you choke oh. up on that thing, I pump it, it'll bite you so bad it'll make you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the. the uh, this was still when you could slam fire these things. So you can oh, load it up and just. Yeah. <laughs> How long is that? Is that like for like uh, been in the family for some time or? Yeah. Um, there's a pawn shop. I got this like two years ago. There's a pawn shop down in downtown that was going out of business. But you got one day I was like, it was like four hundred dollars. It was an average deal. Yeah. Probably about what it's worth. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's fun. We got a trench <laughs> gun that thing, man. Turn that thing into a trench gun. Oh, I wish I. I need to get a second because this is a takedown model. So you can. I need to get a second upper that has that shorter barrel on it. Because oh, we can we can fix that short barrel thing. <laughs> cut down cut down the 28 barrel yeah so walter uh chris is not really a shotgun guy i, I think we should get we should get chris a keg 12 <laughs> that's going that's going full-on crazy shotgun right yeah now. the keg 12 is about this long chris that's what, you need. that's what you need in connecticut you know wait is that is that legal in connecticut uh, they don't do aows in the short barrel shotgun oh man so. Yeah, that would be that would be cool for you to have in your car, Chris, in Connecticut. But I guess they don't do. I guess we're back to a DP twelve, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Get you sure. get you a nice DP twelve. You know, make it a truck gun. <laughs> Put yeah. it right in. There we go. You know, I mean, because that's, that's what I need in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, here's the thing, man. The DP twelve is um, two feeding tubes, two barrels. You know, and you pump it once and you can pull the trigger twice before you need to pump it again. Okay. So, you know. I'm familiar with it, but. Yeah, you can get some serious rounds up in there. I'm trying to remember the round count. Um, You know, I think it's like 12, 14 rounds or something like that that you can get in there. Um, It's at least uh, seven in each, or maybe maybe it's six in each tube or something like that. But You have to go for those Aguila mini shells and you can do double. Yeah, the Aguila Mini, I don't know. Did we test it with those? We haven't. We should, though. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so people want to know, Chris, if you can just tell us about the rifle laws in Connecticut. (laughs) People want to know how terrible they are. They're terrible. I mean, they're really, you know, they're they're brutal. Uh, You can have a hunting rifle. Uh, AR has to be. Like I said, it's like an algorithm of what you can have what it, and what features it can have. Um, so if it's got a pistol grip, you can't have uh, a break on it or, or you have to have a pin stock. And uh, it's just, you know. It's California. Like right yeah. yeah, as you say, it's yeah. like right up there in California. Yeah, yeah no, you the- can't, no 30 round, mat, nothing over 10 rounds. Um, Jesus. Yeah. You know. um, Reven 
Ofer is saying you need a license to buy ammo in Connecticut. Yeah. And he's also saying that um, the DP-12 holds 16, he believes. So I could be okay. wrong. Yeah, so you, need, you need to have either a hunting permit, an ammo permit, or your concealed permit to buy um, – to buy ammo in Connecticut. That's straight crazy. But you can you can you can cross the border and go someplace and buy it, right? Well, no. Um, I mean, the one close by. Massachusetts, you you have to. Massachusetts is even worse than Connecticut. Oh. Um, and then you got. I mean, you got New York. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good luck to you on that so one. So Connecticut is you know is surrounded by. Uh, you have to go. Connecticut, but listen, I mean, Connecticut is easier to get a CCW than it is in New York. Uh, uh, probably not New Hampshire, but it's definitely easier than New York for sure. Well, New Hampshire is really easy. That's the yeah. live, live free state. New York, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, New York is still May issue, whatever. You know, exactly. I know, yeah, I know people are fighting that. Okay, so listen, you know, we've been doing this for some time. I just want you to go over one more time, Chris, about the the Rand CLP um, product line before okay. you go. You know, if you could just run us through it really quick. And um, so, uh, let me just go back to where I was here. So um, we have our flagship product, the RAM CLP, non-toxic, nano-infused, um, with a uh, – I'm sorry, flagship product is what we started with. Great, uh, great lubricant, amazing protectant, good cleaner. Um, we came out with our RAM Born Bolt which is also a non-toxic carbon cutting solvent. Now this is not infused with nano because you don't want this to stay on the firearm. You want to use it, get it off and then yeah. the CLP on it. So yeah, so after you use that, then after you use that, then you would go back to the CLP, right? If you were cleaning it, you were bringing yeah. the, the gun back to zero. So, so yeah, so if I, if I were to, you know, break this gun down and clean it, I would break it down. I would obviously remove all the ammunition, make sure that it was clear. Um, break down the firearm, lay it, lay the parts out, and I would spray it with the bore and bolt. Um, the bore and bolt aerosol, the ten ounce aerosol, is awesome. You got the little uh, little straw up here, creates a foaming action. So I'll spray it down the barrel. I'll let it sit there for a little bit. Spray the other parts. I'll you know I'll bust out the cleaning kit. I'll use the utility brush. I'll, I'll scrub everything down. Run a brush through the barrel, run a patch through the barrel, make sure it's clean. Um, and then I'll assemble it, put it back together and I'll lube up all the parts with the Ram CLP. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So now I, I totally forgot to talk to you about this, Chris, before we started. <laughs> so I think what would be cool to do since we might be introducing some folks out there who are new to this, maybe it'll be cool to give out some samples, maybe like, uh, I don't know, like give out, like we can get like five sample sets or something like that, and we'll give it out to some people who actually comment and share this video. Sure. How about that. Yep. Yeah. So we'll we'll do that. We'll get some uh, sample stuff from Chris from RANCLP. That way, you know, we can send it off. So we'll give it to like the first five people who actually comment and share this video, and we'll get this stuff out to you. So you could try it out and see, you know, if we're if we're uh, you know being upfront with you or not, you could tell us what you think about it and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. And that's what we tell people, you know, uh, the proof is in the pudding. Try it. 
let us know what you think. I mean, end of the day, you know, it's going to come down to, uh, to, to what you guys think. And just, just so you know, this is, Oh, look at the puppy. Hold on. <laughs> Wanted to join the, uh, the podcast. That's, that's a pit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's good. It's a blue nose. And she's, uh, she's let me know that she's, she ate a couple hours ago and she's like, all right, it's time. I gotta, yeah, it's I gotta, time. I gotta, I gotta do my business. <laughs> Mine's going to be there soon too. So yeah, it's time. Okay. So let me, uh, let me give everyone else. A ch- was that it, Chris? Did you want to add anything else before we go? Uh, uh, well, folks, and then how to get in last, touch with Lastly, yeah. we, we launched the, the hog grease, heavy applications, weapons grease can be used for your suppressors, locking uh, lugs on your bolt guns, uh, shotgun chokes, um, or if you're going to store the weapon for a long period of time. Um, website is www.ranclp.com. I mean, check us out on Facebook and Instagram and we're here. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. And keep us, you know, posted because I know there's going to be some changes and things like that going on with Rand. We'd love to know if you guys add new products and all that kind of good stuff. Sure. We'll keep you in the know. Absolutely. Thanks. Walter, you want to tell us what you got going on? Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, all of the social social media stuff. Um, Actually working on, we got some new stuff. Might have some new website. Ooh, uh, is that called Big Donkey for you? Dot com? I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll get you back. Don't worry. <laughs> It'll to comes around, goes around. Don't forget it. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. So we might be. Uh, uh, I know we are going to upgrade, uh, change the website. Um, going to integrate, make two websites. Well, anyways, it's in the works. So, um, stay tuned. Absolutely. Okay, so stay tuned to Safety Harbor. Okay, Babyface, what you got going on, man? That's really it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have some stuff coming up. Uh, I think we're going to test out some suppressive shooting and whatnot whenever I got some time. So we'll have something yeah. cool coming. Yeah, we got some cool things going on. We also need to build up the – we've got a 308 from Stag Arms, which is also in Connecticut. Shout yes. out to the Stag Arms Yay. dudes. Yeah, good friends of, of ours. You know, you should definitely say what's up to those guys, Chris, when you're oh, yeah. out there. Yeah, so we're, we're building up a 308 from Stag Arms, and we'll probably throw in some RAND CLP stuff for whoever Make we it. give that away to. Make it happen. Yeah, so we've got that going on, Babyface. <laughs> I'm ready to build. You know that. I'll build yeah. anything, anytime. Oh, hey, Babyface, <laughs> do you have any, you have any experience with <laughs> the M14? Hey, M14? I mean, yeah. I, I've worked on my own M1 Garand. Have you ever barreled one? It's basically the same action. You ever put oh. a barrel on one? <laughs> Um, I've put the barrel on uh, not an M1A. I've done it on a, a, a run that by us again. Wilson. Let's take a look at that again. Yeah, this one here is a project. I need to I need to mount the barrel properly. Uh, yeah, uh, we could do it. And then it's um, gonna uh, gonna get stuck into this um, yeah. this E2 stock. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, this will be a sweet gun. It's a uh, it's all GI parts, but they're all like barely used parts. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very um cool. I probably can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And I will show my fake gun once again. <laughs> so the headlines can be Hank Strange shows a fake gun. On Portuguese F B P. Yeah, there you go. Listen, even if it's fake, you know, we like it. I mean, we like fake boobies. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You yeah. know, different 
different strokes for different folks. <laughs> yeah, it's too late to get into the booby conversation. Definitely. <laughs> <that> debate. <laughs> All right. So I want to thank everyone for watching, commenting. If you didn't get your answer, your questions answered from RANCLP, like leave some leave questions here on this video. We'll try to get Chris or some other folks over at RANCLP. Anybody right? who's got questions can email me as well. Yeah. What, what's your email, Chris? Email address is Chris at RANCLP.com. There you go. So if you guys, you know, want to follow up and, and uh, figure out some things and don't forget, like the first five people that comment on this and share it will will send you out some cool stuff. Thanks, to everyone that's uh, commenting. I want to thank everyone that sponsors us ran clp so far for as we now, know for now <laughs> yeah for now <laughs> <laughs> safety harbor firearms Yay! you know andrew's custom leather and definitely big daddy guns <laughs> that gives us this uh space here the broadband and all that kind of stuff um you know and i definitely want to thank the people that support us on patreon it's patreon slash hank strange chris it was really fun man being awesome. on with you glad you guys had me on it was a pleasure being yeah. here Absolutely. So safe travels to you. You're going to Connecticut soon, right? Yeah. Uh, 17 yeah. days. Awesome. Oof. Safe travels. Uh, you. you know, we'll keep it. We'll keep an eye on you. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Peace Go out, ahead. guys. All right. Thanks, guys.